What is your currency? No, no, I, I don't mean the pound or the dollar or even the euro. What is what I like to call your emotional currency? For example, the other day I went upstairs and there were Pokemon cards everywhere, which you know would have been out of the normal for most people, but with anyone with young children, well, this is a pretty typical occurrence. Guys, if you're going to leave these all over the place, they'll eventually find a home in the trash bin. It would be nice to at least see the floor every now and then, and maybe to know where I'm stepping. Scramble, scramble, scramble. What's amazing is they instantly knew which card belonged to who, which character has disability or that, and all with barely glancing at the card itself. Yes, I'm being the old man that doesn't understand a thing about what his kids are playing with, but I do know one thing. It's their form of currency. It's what they know, what they relate to, and what they enjoy, and to them, it's more valuable than gold. It is their currency. Now, my declaring what a waste of time Pokemon cards are would be no different than their telling me what a waste of time my sitting at the piano is, or doing yoga first thing in the morning, or trying yet another type of bitters in my countless attempt at making the perfect Manhattan. But these are things that I love, that feed me emotionally, what I relate to, not them. So going back to the intro, perhaps it's a little bit more clear now. What is your currency? What makes you smile? What's your, well, what's your Pokemon card? Here's why I ask. When you learn what fills your emotional well, what gives you a sense of purpose even, then you begin to understand why you feel the way you do. What feeds you, or better yet, what leaves you starving? Have you ever stopped to even ask yourself, what do I need emotionally? It's a tough question, but it's such an important conversation that this is actually the first of a two-part series on emotional currency, or in simpler terms, understanding yourself. But we'll come back to that later. For now, I'm Chad Lawson, and let's calm it down in three, two, one. This past week has been out of the norm for me and my schedule, finishing a rather significant project and writing upcoming podcast episodes and more Zoom calls than normal, plus the holiday season. So that brings a whole other bag of things, but... I found myself becoming crabbier and crabbier. I was just well, crabby. I was tense. I was grumpy. I was more tired than usual, especially going to bed later than normal. So on and so on. Does this sound familiar? I'm sure I am not alone. And while I knew all of these things were depleting me, I really didn't stop to ask myself, why? Why do I feel this way? I just kept going with my head down, ignoring what my body was telling me, ignoring what my heart was telling me, and just went on to the next thing. One morning out of nowhere, my wife asked, 
Have you spent any time at the piano lately? No, I've just had so much going on. I've been way too busy. Hmm, yeah, I see. Did you go for a run or do any yoga today? No, absolutely not. Yesterday? Hmm, nope. The day before? Nope, not to that either. Well, hello, you big goof. No wonder. And she had a point. So walking into my studio after dropping the kids at school, I hit the lovely Do Not Disturb button on my phone, pulled out the mat, launched the Allo Yoga app, which is amazing, by the way, if you're looking for one, and no, they don't sponsor the podcast, and I did a full sweaty hour of a vinyasa. Now, I must confess, opening the video and seeing the routine was a full hour almost made me change my mind. Oh, that's a whole hour. I could be working on something, I said to myself. No, I'm going to do this. I'm starting my day with a complete reset, emotionally and physically. Minutes in, I was dripping with sweat. My muscles were shaking. My breath was picking up. But my mind, my mind was becoming calmer. My mood was changing. I could literally feel my body releasing the tension that I had been piling on for the past few days. The rest of the day, I felt like I was returning to myself. Why have I kept putting this off every day? I was inspired to sit at the piano to finish an arrangement that was way past due. I went for a walk that afternoon with the kids without thinking about the other 100 things that my mind normally wrestled with surrounding work. I was present. I was at peace. And then it struck me. Time. Time is my currency. Time to myself, to recenter, or even time that's one-on-one with someone with undivided attention. Time is what feeds my emotional monster, particularly time alone as an extreme introvert, but just simple, quiet, uninterrupted time to recharge, to reconnect, and to recenter. So let me ask you, what is your currency? It could be words of praise. I won't mention names, but someone close to me is 100% words of praise. That's amazing, I would say. Or, wow, that's really beautiful or creative. Well done. And they would just beam with excitement. Another friend is gifts. And nothing extravagant. They just love receiving gifts. And even just a thoughtful, hey, I picked you up a latte when I was grabbing an Americano. That kind of thing. It literally changed their entire day. And I've learned that about them now. Someone else that's close is more of the helping hand scenario. Taking the time to help them with a chore, like walking the dog or running an errand for them. We each have different currencies, different happy deposits, so to speak. My wife is 100% all about people. The more the merrier. She is an extreme extrovert, and being around others recharges her emotional battery more than anything else. I could do 20 loads of laundry. I could unload the dishwasher 50 times and cook dinner for the next month, and it would pale in comparison 
to what she receives from being around other people. So here's what I would like for you to try to do. And there's a reason in this that you'll see the benefits from, but it's also for those around you. On a sheet of paper, write out a few things you have found that bring you even the smallest of pleasures. Just you. I give you complete carte blanche to be greedy on this. Just this time. No one is looking over your shoulders. What makes your heart full? Maybe downtime with someone or even some quiet time alone. Or perhaps it's praise from someone else. Uh, is it receiving gifts? Does that make your face brighter than anything? Or someone taking the weight off your shoulders a bit. Be honest with yourself. Be honest. This is you we're talking about. So it's important. Think through these things. And once you have a few things written down, see if they connect in any way. Is it someone picking up groceries for you? Or is it receiving high praise from your boss? Maybe it's taking a walk with someone that you love and holding their hand, or just cuddled up on the couch watching a movie by yourself. What is your currency? How can you expect others to connect with you when you haven't learned to connect with yourself? Think about that. Are you expecting someone to understand you as a person if you haven't taken the time to understand yourself? Write down your me list. You may just be surprised what you learn about yourself. Life is hard to figure out. Let's just be honest. From the difficult things like where should you live to even the mundane things like should I buy the ankle socks or the mid-calf socks as you stand in the aisle with both in your hand? Get the ankle socks. But just like you would never drive a long distance the first time without a map, waking up each day without your own emotional compass is going to send you down some detours that just aren't worth taking. So knowing where your heart lies and what gives you life will make your journey far more fulfilling. Now, last thing, keep your list on your nightstand or on the bathroom counter. Go through what you emotionally need before getting caught up in the day-to-day, -day, only to get home hours later completely drained and wondering, what just happened? Why do I feel so empty? And now, this list has another purpose, one you may not have thought of, but for that, you'll just have to wait and find out in next week's episode of Calm It Down. See you then. To find more episodes of Comet Down, hear the musical playlist from today's episode, or simply wanting to know where to send chocolate chip cookies, visit CometDownPodcast.com. You'll even find additional resources for emotional support, including our online community and our Facebook page. You're not alone. You are not alone. This podcast was written and produced by yours truly, Chad Lawson, composer pianist, and nationally recognized Sweet Tooth.
And now something my attorney wants me to say. The views, expressions, and techniques in this episode are of my personal opinion and is not intended to, nor should they serve as a substitute for medical advice or a diagnosis rendered to you by your individual doctor or other healthcare provider. Only a licensed physician should evaluate your situation, provide a diagnosis, or render other medical advice to you, and you should only act upon the advice of such physician. Now, what I'd like to say. I am an extreme empath by nature, but my profession is that of a composer and pianist, not a licensed therapist or physician. I hear from thousands of listeners how my music has helped them through various stages of emotional needs, and I simply want to offer this and future podcasts in aiding those needs. To find a list of licensed professionals in your area, please visit CommentDownPodcast.com. And finally, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review. While it takes less than 60 seconds to do, its impact will last for years to come as every little bit helps in growing the awareness and the importance of emotional health. I'm Chad Lawson, and until next time, be kind to your mind, and join me next week as we calm it down.